In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today actually is the last Saturday of the Holy Great Fast, Saturday of the sixth week. The Church during this week, the last week, speaks about the Enlightenment, because the Church used to baptize all the catechumens this Sunday. That's why it's called Baptism Sunday, in order for the catechumens to participate in the Holy Week as full believers. That's why yesterday in the liturgy and the prophecies, we read the book of Tobit because we read about the healing of Tobiah the father from his blindness. And today we heard about the healing of Bartimaeus who was blind. And also tomorrow we'll speak about the healing of the man who was born blind. But when we speak about enlightenment, we are not speaking about the physical enlightenment, but we are speaking about the spiritual enlightenment. Many saints were blind physically, like Saint Didymus the blind. And Saint Anthony sent a letter to Saint Didymus. He told him, don't be sorrowful for the blindness of your physical eyes. Because even the flies and the beasts participate with human beings in having physical eyes. But rejoice that your inner eyes are enlightened. So the inner eyes are enlightened. That's why Saint Anthony said to Saint Edemus, don't be grieved because of the loss of your sight. And Saint Edemus, in spite of his blindness, he wrote many books and he wrote many articles and commentaries that are very deep in their spirituality. Also Saint Paul, he was not blind, but his sight was very dim and weak. And that's why he did not write his letters by his own hand, but he used to dictate them. And at the end of the letter, he put his signature. And because his vision was very weak, that's why he wrote with large letters, as he said in his letter to Galatians. But in spite of this, St. Paul is a great teacher in Christianity. He wrote more than 50% of the New Testament. What are the reasons of the spiritual blindness? There are three main reasons of spiritual blindness. Number one is sin, a person who is living in sin. Sin blinds a person completely. Like the story of the prodigal son, as long as he had money and he had fun and pleasures, he was blind. He started to realize his misery when he lost everything. And even the friends left him alone. And he was in need for food, even the food of the swine. And nobody gave it to him. He started to return to himself. Meaning, he started to have his eyes are open. Love of money, love of pleasure, love of the world blinds the person. Judas Iscariot although he was one of the 12 disciples and performed many miracles, but the love of money blinded him 
to the extent that he betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ. Gehazi, the disciple of Elisha, love of money blinded him. That's why when the angels came to defend Elisha and Gehazi, when the army of Aram came to arrest Elisha, so he was so scared. And one of the beautiful prayers that Elisha prayed for his disciple Gehazi, he said, O Lord, open the eyes of the lad, of this young youth, because he was blind, literally because of the love of money. So sin blinds a person. Number two, ignorance. The people who don't know Christ, the people who don't know the scripture and the word of God, they are living in blindness. Because the word of God is lamp to our feet, enlighten our way. St. Paul, before his conversion, he was actually blind spiritually. He thought by persecuting the Christian, he actually is offering a sacrifice to the Lord. And as he admitted in his letter to Timothy, he said, I did it in ignorance. In ignorance. He was ignorant of the knowledge of Christ. That's why he was spiritually blind. And when Christ met him on the road to Damascus, he became also physically blind. As if the Lord is telling to him, this physical blindness, when I met you on the road to Damascus, will remind you with your spiritual blindness. And he remained physically blind until he was baptized by Hananiah. Then he restored his sight at this moment when scales fell from his eyes. In St. Gregory liturgy, we say, as a true light, you have shone upon the lost and the ignorant. The lost are the first group, people who are lost because of sin, love of money, love of pleasure, love of the world. The ignorant people who don't know Christ, maybe they are Christian, but their relationship with God is very superficial. They don't know the scripture. They don't know the word of God. They live by the standards of the world, not by the standards of God. That's why they are blind. The third type of spiritual blindness is the blindness of the ego, of the pride, like the religious leaders of Israel. They did not lack knowledge. They knew. They knew everything about the Messiah. They knew the scripture. They were quoting the scripture. And they didn't have sins like adultery or love of money, or, but they were arrogant, they were self-righteous. And this is actually the worst type of blindness. Because these people, they believe they are not blind. And since they are not blind, they are not seeking any healing. So they will remain in their blindness. The Lord one time he told them, if you were blind, you would not have any sin. Meaning what? If you admit your blindness, then you wouldn't have any sin. But because you say we see, they are not living the reality. They are in denial. We see. That's why your sin remains. Think about it if a person is clinically blind, but he believes that he see, then he decided to drive a car, although he's clinically blind. He will get into accident and he may die because he did not admit his blindness. In the same way, 
pride and arrogance, when a person in denial and does not admit his blindness, this is the worst type of blindness. Maybe the sinners, they know they are sinners, like the tax collectors, like the adulterers, like the thieves, and that's why they will seek healing. The ignorant, they know they are ignorant, they know they don't have the knowledge, they will seek healing. But those who are prideful and arrogant, and they believe they know it all, and also they are righteous, then actually these people will be very difficult, I'm not saying impossible, but very difficult to have a spiritual enlightenment in their life. The story of today of Bartimaeus actually has a beautiful steps for all of us to seek enlightenment. This man was sitting on the road begging. Begging means asking for help, most probably for financial help, because his needs are not met. In the same way, a person who is blind, he is begging, but not for money, but he is begging for happiness. He is begging for satisfaction. He is begging for joy. He is begging for peace. And he thinks that the pleasures of the world will give him peace, will give him joy, will give him happiness, but cannot actually satisfy him. And he will continue to beg and beg and beg, but he will never be happy. Like St. Augustine, in his confession, he spoke about his condition before repentance and returning to God. He was begging, begging for friendship, begging for pleasure, begging for peace. And he tried everything, but there was a big void in his heart. There was a big emptiness in his heart. He was begging for all these things, but nothing satisfied him until he met the Lord Jesus Christ until he believed in him. Then he said his famous saying, I sat on the top of the world when I desired nothing from the world. He came to the spiritual enlightenment. Then Bartimaeus was not arrogant. He knows that he needs help. So when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth passing by, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. This should be our prayer. This should be our cry. If we are, and all of us who are spiritually blind in a way or another. So we need actually to cry with the Bartimaeus and say, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. If I'm ignorant, enlighten me with your knowledge. I don't want only to know about you, but I want to know you. I don't only want to know about you, but I want to know you. I want to come to your knowledge, to this experiential knowledge. And also, if I am sinful, set me free from the bonds of sin, from the slavery of sin. Job, he knew about God, and he was a righteous man, but he did not experience God, and he was attacked by self-righteousness. So God actually allowed him to go through this big trial. And then he said, I heard about you, now I have seen you. He was known about God, I heard about you, but now I can see you. He came to this enlightenment. Sometimes God allows us to go through difficult time or hardship in order to get to know him as Job. So let us 
today in this liturgy, cry to the Lord and say to him, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. I want to be enlightened. If I am ignorant, enlighten me. I want to know you. If I am sinful, release me from the bonds of sin. If I am arrogant, humble me so that I realize I need you in my life. As you said to the church of Laotia, you want to know that you are blind and you are wretched and miserable. So rebuke me and humble me. Take away my arrogance in order to realize that I need you in my life. Usually when we start asking for enlightenment, who will be bothered? Who will be upset? Satan. So Satan will try to tell me, be silent. Jesus will not listen to you. He doesn't like you. You are a sinful person. Exactly what happened with the blind man, Bartimaeus. We hear many warned him to be quiet. They told him, be quiet. Jesus is not available now. Jesus doesn't have time for you now. So just be quiet. Then you see the crowd around him. Who are you? Just a beggar. You are nothing. The Lord will not pay attention to you. Be quiet. That's exactly what Satan tells us. But let us see how this blind man reacted to the warning of the people to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So the more people are pressuring him and warning him to be quiet, the more he was crying, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Don't listen to Satan when he tells you, don't pray, don't read the scripture, don't go to church. Don't fast. God will not accept all of this. You are blind. Live in your blindness. Don't listen to Satan. Don't. But the more Satan tells you to be quiet, the more you cry to the Lord, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on you. And God actually promised us, ask and you shall receive. He wants us to ask. And to ask persistently. He gave us this uh, parable of the unjust judge. And this widow actually was persistently calling him. And at the end, he listened to her. So the Lord told us, if this unjust judge listened to this widow because of her persistence, God will not listen to you when you are persistent in your prayer. Persistence. He cried out all the more. Be persistent and Christ will answer you. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. This is the message of the church. This is the message of the angels. This is the message of the saints. Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. We are here today in the church, and the church is telling us, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. He came not to call righteous to repentance, but sinners. The whole do not need a physician, but the sick. Jesus came for me and for you. Be of good cheer. Rejoice. He is calling you. What is the first thing he did? He threw his garment and he rose and came to Jesus. What's his garment? I think his garment was a very old, torn garment 
that actually used to get the compassion of the people to give him money. The garment actually is our righteousness. When I rely on my righteousness, my abilities, in order to get peace, garment is my techniques, my ways, in order to get the peace, to get the joy, to get what I need, to get my needs satisfied. That's our garment. You need to throw it away. Don't rely on these things. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ so he can close you with his righteousness, not my own righteousness. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Tell him, God, I am blind. I am naked of the grace. I'm coming to you, not relying on anything, but relying on one thing, your love for mankind, your grace, your compassion, your mercies. That's why I'm not coming to you with my garment in order to have sympathy on me. No, I'm throwing this garment away. I'm coming to you because I trust your love. I trust that you love me and you have mercy on me for who I am, not for the garment that I wear. And he rose and came to Jesus. And the Lord asked him the usual question. What do you want me to do for you? You know, when uh, he went to the pool of Bethesda, he asked the person, what do you want me to do for you? You are here in the church today, and God is asking each one of us, what do you want me to do for you? Why you are here? Are you asking for a good job? Are you asking for a good opportunity in life? Why are you here? Or you want to be enlightened. You want to see Christ in your life. The answer of this man was beautiful. He told him, Rabuni, that I may receive my sight. I am here today to be enlightened. With your light, we shall see light. I'm, I'm here, O oh Lord. I'm not asking anything. I'm not, I'm not here for money, for pleasure, for fun, for friends, for anything of the world. I'm here today because I want to be enlightened. By your light, I shall see light. And the Lord told him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. You know, if he did not follow Jesus, he would actually return to his blindness. So when God actually restored our spiritual eyes, restored our sight, and we can see, we need to cling to him. We need to follow him. Because if we start to separate ourselves from him, we will become spiritually blind again. All of us, we need enlightenment. All of us need the grace of God to enlighten our life. So let's learn from this man today in persistence in prayer, in throwing away his garment, in coming to Jesus, knowing exactly what he wants from him, that I may receive my sight. And ask the Lord that you will not leave the church today until you are enlightened by his knowledge, by his forgiveness, by his grace, by releasing me and you from our pride, our arrogance, our ignorance, our sins. This actually will be the way of being enlightened by Christ. And in this way, we will turn to be light to the world. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.